Hey now, welcome to another edition of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo, and today we're talking about employee benefits. So if you heard that we're talking about employee benefits and you just let out a big sigh, you need this show more than anybody else because you're not spending enough time thinking about the benefits you give to your employees. I don't know if you heard, but there's this thing going on called the great resignation. And one of the reasons people are leaving is because of you and what you're offering to them. So sit back and relax. Join me and my guest, Mark Shore, as we talk today about what you're giving to your employees and how you can make that a competitive advantage. That's coming up on this episode of the Inside BS Show. Mark Shore, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me, Dave. It's a pleasure and an honor. All right, well, I want you to tell us what you do because you have, in my opinion, a really interesting background. Tell us what you do and tell us how you got here. Yeah, sure, so what do I do? the land of many answers. So we are an employee benefits insurance broker and advisor. So we take to our clients solutions that can help them make offerings to their employees that help recruit, retain, and reward those employees. Uh, we're talking about policies that are their health insurance, their life insurance, dental, vision, disability, and 401k. All the things an employee would sit down and sign up for on their first day of work. You know, how do I? How did I get here? That's that's a million dollar question. Uh, a lot of people in our business views that uh, insurance brokers. We are the land of the C plus student. Um, you know, this is this is where we all this is where we all came to prosper. I guess. Um, I, I kind of actually have a, a bit of I think a unique path. Most of us just kind of fell into this business. Um, you know, maybe they had a parent or a friend or, or something that uh, that did this. Uh, I actually got a degree in actuarial science. Uh, from the University of Connecticut back in the 90s. Uh, so that, for anyone that knows what it is, is an in- insurance-specific degree. Uh, and, and from there, believe it or not, I, st- I started right off in the insurance industry with the old U.S. healthcare before they were purchased by Aetna. We did some special pricing things. Uh, I then migrated over to uh, New York City up the uh, New Jersey Turnpike a little bit, and I worked for a company called Milliman USA, Actuaries and Consultants. Uh, then I went to one of the big at the time was the big four accounting firms. PricewaterhouseCooper did the same thing for them. And then I got gobbled up by a uh, regional insurance provider called uh, what's now called Emblem Health. About uh, 20 plus years ago, I went off into the broker world. And uh, about 12 years ago, I started my own. I just figured, you know, if you're if you're not working for yourself, you're being underpaid. I couldn't agree with you more. That's terrific. So actuarial science, if I give you my medical history, can you tell me when I'm going to die? No, but I can tell you when you're going to get sick. (laughs) Well, you know, you probably, these days, you probably got a 50-50 shot of being right. You know, it's pretty easy. It's it's really not that hard, you know. I'm I'm going to be in a room full of people. Oh, you're going to get sick. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about some common misconceptions with benefits, Mark, right? So what do you hear from people when you say, I'm a benefits consultant? I mean, their first reaction is, hey, I'm all set. But they, they don't, you know, these days, the work environment is extremely competitive. Is, has the attitude changed? Are, there, are people more open to having discussions with you? And what are some of the misconceptions that people have when you talk about benefits consulting with them? 
Sure. So the employers have pulled it's almost a 180 in in how they are viewing the benefits. I mean, a lot of them always some some always did, but a lot more, especially you know, in your intro, you mentioned the Great Resignation. Uh, we're seeing more and more employers unwilling to pass on the cost of the increases or the benefit uh, deflation to the employees. They're picking up a larger portion of the tab. Uh, I've always advised my clients that they really shouldn't be looking at the benefits in uh, a silo. It's part of the overall compensation program. Uh, if you pay your employees a lot of money, you know maybe you don't need to contribute as much towards the cost of their benefits uh, as other employers. You know we um, we see a lot of not-for-profits that don't pay their employees a lot of money that will pick up 100% of the employee benefits tab. Uh, we'll see a lot of law firms that maybe do pay their employees a ton of money. Uh, and they pick up a much smaller amount of the cost of those coverages. So we're really seeing a, a shift there nowadays because, especially the law firms, they are super competitive right now in uh, competing for talent. Uh, we, we're seeing people changing jobs for what two years ago would have been considered nothing. Now it's, you know, and it's not just compensation, it's work environment. How many days do I have to come into the office ver versus being completely remote? Do you have a loan repayment uh, option or program that I can afford, I can take availability to, uh, to pay off my law firm loans? Um, you know, are you contributing to any of my accounts, health savings account, flexible spending accounts, all of it? Uh, it's, it's one big package now. So we're seeing a lot of competition around it. Mark, in your opinion, are these changes permanent or are these kind of pandemic driven and they may go away over time? Yeah, I think some of them will stick. Um, you know, some of the things that maybe aren't quite related to the employee benefits uh, may stick, like the remote work environment. I think that uh, employers, you know, the neat thing about it is if employers can really get some data on the wellness of their employees uh, and the well-being, you know, there's a difference between wellness and well-being. But if they can get data points on those, and I think they'll they'll start to see a trend where the more that employees can work remotely the higher level of wellness and well-being those employees will have you know you'll sleep better you'll take you'll 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 exercise more you'll you'll be more concentrating when you are doing your work you'll probably be as if not more productive by working from home because you don't have three colleagues stepping into your office to see what you want for lunch or to talk about the weekend uh, so i think some of them will stick some of the ones more specifically related to the benefits uh, just like everything else they'll have a cycle they may get, they may be good for 4 to 10 years uh, or even less, uh, but something new will come along. How has the work from home environment impacted what you do? Is it, are there, are there certain types of benefits that because people are spending more time at home, they're looking for? Yeah. You know, we, uh, we're seeing a really large demand right now for the, uh, employee assistance programs, EAPs, um, you know, with COVID, uh, these are great inexpensive benefits. A lot of, uh, carriers, We'll throw them onto their policies for no cost. Incredibly invaluable right now, though. Um, allowing employees to anonymously reach out to a, uh, a mental health professional just to talk through. And these things have been around for, for, for years, 30, 40 years. Uh, but they weren't really highly utilized until the last couple of years. People can access them for money management issues, um, spousal, marriage issues, dependency issues. Uh, so, yeah, th that's, that's one big, big change we're seeing. Uh, another thing we're we're seeing is just the the availability of of healthcare options. You know, every everything's a little different now. I, I no longer uh, 
you know, work and live in New York or New Jersey. Now I'm telecommuting from Virginia or from Maine. You know, what's the network look like for me up in those areas? Uh, I need something with a national with a national presence or at least access. Is the future of uh, of benefits is there is there an option or will there be an option in the future to get benefits like healthcare benefits across state lines. I mean, every, every four years when there's a presidential election, somebody comes out and says, Oh, we're going to remove the boundaries between state lines and, you know, healthcare companies are going to be able to compete and your premiums will go way down. And then, you know, they get elected and nothing happens because of this, you know, work from home or work from anywhere environment. Is it, is that something that you see will be, will happen in the future? I don't see it happening in my lifetime. And, and, and realistically, it's there's too much to lose for the insurance carriers, truthfully. Uh, and they are the biggest lobbyists in this in this realm. Um, you know, right now, if you uh, if you take a plan in New York uh, and you want that same or similar plan in New Jersey, uh, it's likely to be if you're in what's called a community rated environment, uh, it, it's likely to be 20 percent less, at least in New Jersey, if you can do it. Um, so there's too much to lose. The, the carriers don't want it, uh, no matter what they posture and say publicly. I don't, and then they may not even be saying it publicly or, or, or so. But I don't think that, I don't think it'll happen. Not in my lifetime. You're, you're more likely to see a single payer system in my lifetime than that, I believe. Okay, so talk about your um, your day to day work and what you do. It used to be. Um, I'm thinking back to when I worked for a big company. There was like a season for us to pick healthcare, right? There was open enrollment yeah. season. Is that gone now or does that still exist? Yeah, no, it exists, but it's not, um, it, it could be different for every client. You know, most clients renew on the first of any given month. Uh, you know, back in the day, 70% of plans all started on January 1st. So, you know, November to December was was hellacious for, for all the brokers and all the employers, et cetera, because they were all competing with the uh, carriers for their attention to try and get the best deal that they could get. We're seeing a bit of a dispersion now. Uh, the majority of the groups, the larger ones especially, probably still renew on or about Jan 1, but we're seeing a, a bigger dispersion. And, and sometimes that was just because, hey, one year, someone couldn't get it together for Jan 1, so their m- renewal date moved to February 1st, and now they renew February 1st every year. Uh, so I, I think for the most part, the majority you know, still probably renew on, or I shouldn't say the majority, the largest renewal date is probably still January 1st, but we've got a pretty big dispersion across the rest of the months now. Okay. So I, Mark, I want you to take a minute and think about this. I'm going to give you a minute to think about it. I, there's a lot of people who listen to the show, who watch the show, who want to be an employer of choice, and they always want to be at the top tier for everything. So I want you to outline for us right after I, I read this spot from our sponsor. I want you to outline for us what the the pinnacle, the platinum or titanium level of benefits would be. You know, forget about firm size for now. Let's just let's just say they can afford whatever. Tell us what the top tier would be so that people have something to shoot for. And we're going to do that in just one minute. I need to remind folks right now that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors for over 35 years. Sandrowski has helped people with dispute advisory, business valuation, litigation support, forensic accounting. Think about it this way. You've got an accountant, you've got a bookkeeper right now, and let's say you're going to merge with another firm. And 
and the other firm is going to give you some cash and they're going to give you shares of stock and you need to know what your firm is worth. And, you know, your your day-to-day accountant, your day-to-day CPA, they're good at what they do from uh, producing the uh, the financial reports and that sort of thing. But you want to bring in somebody who's detached to give you a business valuation so you know what your what your firm is worth. That's when you call Sandrowski. You see, they've been doing business valuations for over 35 years. They have a team that specifically does it. They can do a comparable analysis to other business that businesses that are in your industry, in your geography. They'll look at your financial reports. They'll issue an entire report for you. And it'll be a report that basically is defensible. So if there's ever any dispute, they can go to court and testify because they do that sort of thing all the time too. You can reach out to Sandrowski Corporate Advisors by calling 866-717-1607. That's 866-717-1607. Sandrowski Corporate Advisors is a CPA firm with a different perspective. We're also brought to you by My Revenue Roadmap Guide. If you're looking to develop your business, whether you're in a professional practice or you're in another type of service business, you want to develop your business based on relationships and thought leadership Download my free revenue roadmap guide today. This is your business development plan, and it's designed to help professionals just like you build their business. All you need to do is go to revenueroadmapguide.com, enter your contact info, and there you can download the same guide that I use with my clients. You can customize it for yourself and your business. Revenueroadmapguide.com. It's my gift to you for joining us today here on the show. My guest today is Mark Shore. He's an employee benefits consultant. And if you have any questions about any of the things we talk about today, or you just want to talk benefits, you can call Mark at 908-228- 2466 908-228-2466. All right, Mark. So you're going to give us now the Bentley, the Cadillac, the premium, the top of the line benefits package that everybody can shoot for or aspire to. What does that include these days? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, it's ironic because the, uh, the, the implementation of the Affordable Care Act actually reduced what the maximum benefit offering would be in a sense. Uh, you know, you mentioned titanium and platinum, and that, that's kind of spot on. The uh, All the medical plans are named after uh, medical precious metals. So the most expensive that is offered and available is the platinum plan. Now, by definition, the platinum plan is expected to cover 88 to 92% of an employee's or person's out-of-pocket costs. We used to be able to cover almost 100% of that before the Affordable Care Act, but now that they've been told they only have to cover up to 92%, uh, that's where that's where it is. Uh, so it would be a platinum-level plan with in and out-of-network benefits. Um, if you're a larger firm, you can actually likely get out-of-network benefits that reimburse at a uh, percentile of usual customary and reasonable, keep your deductibles relatively low, and have low, co- low co-pays on your in-network services. Uh, But that's just really one aspect of the employee benefits program. Now we got to start talking about things that people don't necessarily uh, consider when they're trying to craft these programs. My, the one I think is the overlooked, is overlooked the absolute most is disability. You know, if you are making $500,000 a year, uh, it's very likely that you have a spouse that's not working because you're what you're you're successful enough in your industry to to let them not have to work. Well, what happens if you get disabled and your disability policy only has a five thousand dollar monthly benefit? Um, you know, you're going to start by selling the shore house, then you're going to sell one of the cars, and eventually you're going to have to sell a kid 
to, to try and make your payments on everything. Uh, so we look at we look at the disability benefits really, really closely to make sure that the definition of disability is adequate for the population, the level of payment is adequate, and whether or not that payment's going to be on a tax-free or a taxable basis. And then you have things like 401k. Are we doing uh, safe harbor, profit sharing? Uh, we Are we looking at non-qualified deferred comp as well? Life insurance, dental, vision, and the rest of it. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts. Now, I'm so glad you talked about disability insurance because the average person who's working is more likely, the average entrepreneur who's working is more likely to get disabled during their work years than they are to die during their work years, right? So Absolutely. that is, you know, and you're, and, and forget about the fact that you're depending on your your income. What if this goes on? you know, for, for a significant period of time, then you really have, you, there's, there's, there's really an issue there. Mark, talk about what disability insurance tends to cost, because I, I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, it's an additional expense and I don't, I don't really, I don't really want it. I don't think it's that expensive, right? Yeah. It, it, it somewhat depends on the person. If it's a group policy, it's typically not very expensive at all. Uh, if it's an individual policy, it will be more costly, but more worth it. Um, so it, it, it varies based on your age, your occupation, um, and any underlying conditions. So the individual policies are always completely underwritten. Uh, and if you have any types of underlying conditions, uh, they'll either be excluded uh, or you'll have your cost increased or you'll be outright declined. For a group policy, it's all what we call guaranteed issue or the majority of it is. And it's very, very reasonable. Uh, and you know, one of the things that people don't necessarily also understand about disability is if you go out on disability, now, one of the other things you can't do while on disability is contribute to a retirement program. Um, so, you know, your disability income is all you've got left uh, until you get to Social Security retirement age or are de deemed completely disabled by Social Security. Uh, not, not a pleasant thought or a pleasant uh, route to have to take. Um, so, you know, we, we insure our cars. We insure our homes. Your income is the largest asset you will ever have. If you have someone that is 40 years old and just starting to earn a considerable amount of income, just do the math. That, you know, $150,000 or $200,000 times the next 25 years of working, that is, fifth, that is $5 million of income and more that you will not get. God forbid you get disabled right then and there. Most of us don't live in homes that are worth that much, but we insure them. Yeah, no, it's a great point. All right, now let's let's talk about the the business of your business because um, one of the reasons people tune into this show is because they want to get some some tips that they some things they didn't think about about growing their business and the name of your business is Atlas Consulting, right? Atlas Consulting Services, and you've been around and you've been successful for quite some time. So, what do you think it is that has contributed to your success, Mark? Uh a little bit of luck. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot. I mean, um, we're we're pretty dogged on the customer service size side. Uh, we you know we want everyone to get a response from from their communications to us. We kind of have a metric here. Uh, you know, we try to get back to 95% of all communications within one hour, 99% of all communications within four hours, and 100% of all communications within 24 hours. We tell everybody if you left us a voicemail or an email and it's a day and we haven't gotten back to you, we, we either dropped the ball or we just didn't see it or get it. 
So, you know, please reach out. And I think that's really important. No one's ever set, left wondering, you know, hey, are they working on this or do they get my, my email or voicemail? Uh, I think that's part of it. Uh, another part of it is we really think outside the box. We're not trying to stick square pegs in round holes. You know, every, every employer is unique and different. And while there may be similarities across the board for a lot of them, you know, there's, there's different goals and strategies with these programs. And you really got to pull the layers of the onion back to find out what that is so you can put your employer in the best position for them. It may not be the least expensive, but it'll be the, it'll be the best position for them to succeed in what they're trying to achieve. I think it's a lot of that. It's a collaborative approach. Okay, that's great. Now, let's talk a little bit about what you see for the future. So you can talk about the future of your industry and how your firm fits into it. Help people understand where you see uh, employee benefits going over the course of the next, say, five years and how you see your firm fitting into that. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot, and we have been for the last couple of years, uh, a lot of mergers and acquisitions. So a lot of the larger named uh, entities are trying to purchase up some of these smaller businesses. And, you know, for them, it may be a, that works and that's great. You know, for those that, you know, personally, we're not interested in that, but we are we are aware of it. And we are aware of the smaller independent independent brokers like myself are becoming fewer and farther further between. So what we're doing, and we're actually, I'm glad you asked this, and this timing is, uh, is, is, is perfect. We're creating a new vertical in my business, and we're going to go towards the consulting side. Uh, and one of the things, or the thing that we are doing is uh, we're going to go to employers that we traditionally don't win. Uh, we call it the beauty contest. You know, they're five, six, 700 employees. You know, they don't want a boutique firm like myself because, you know what? Hey, Dave, no one ever got fired for hiring Aon or Marsh, you know, right? COO has a little bit of cover your ass in there. Um, so what we're doing is we're going to those employers and saying, listen, I get it, but that might not be the right choice for you. You know, you might get their C team. When I can bring you to a larger than boutique, but not a named alphabet house uh, and get you on their A team. So we're going to these employers, we're interviewing them, finding out what their strategy is, what their goals are, what their needs are. You know, the need of a law firm is entirely different than the need of a manufacturing uh, company. You know, law firms traditionally, you know, they, they've got to come over to, you know, the modern side, but we're going to need to start moving everything to electronic, employer-employee portals, uh, this this paper world that the manufacturing companies still live in. That's got to kind of go away. And on the other side of that, we're interviewing brokers and we're saying, you know, why do you think you're the best of the best? Why do you think you feel like you should be in our an arrow in our quiver to offer to these employers? And then we're going to marry the two. Uh, we're going to basically remove the politics from it because right now when a law firm says, hey, you know what? Our broker stinks and we need a new one. Uh, you know, who do they ask? They ask the COO. They ask the managing partner, the HR director, the benefits administrator. And you wind up with a golfing buddy, a brother-in-law, a former broker from the other, from the last employer, uh, you know, and maybe a, a good friend or a referral sitting at the table. And none of them may be the right choice. Um, or, you know, the managing partner is pushing his golfing buddy on the COO who they don't have, they don't think is a fit. So we're going to take that out. We're going to take the politics out of there and show them the metrics why we think somebody over here is a better fit. And the best part is we're not even charging the employer. We're charging the broker that wins the case. So the employer gets our services for no cost to them. Uh, we make sure they get the right fit and we manage that relationship for the life of it. Oh, that's tremendous. I think that's a great idea. I love that. I, I think that's uh, I think that's 
you know, that's really, really smart. And it's a great way for you then to look at the services that you provide and you get to look under the hood of all of these other firms and determine, you know, oh, these guys are good. These guys are kind of, they do things kind of halfway. So you not only get the revenue from the consulting, but you also get to see a whole uh, aspect of the business kind of from the inside. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and that's that's absolutely right. But it's also what's very important for us to make clear to both the employers and the brokers is if we're entering into this arrangement, we're not competing for that employer's business on this. Um, we're actually, we've got uh, contracts, NDAs and contracts signed that we will not compete for that business uh, if we're promoting the consulting piece of it. Oh, I think that's important. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, Mark, so now... Think back to um, think back to when you when you first went into business for yourself, right? What advice, if you could go back and give your give yourself some advice based on the experience that you have now, what would you tell yourself if you were starting this business today? Great question. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess I'll give you the advice that uh, one of my clients gave to me uh, when I was going off on my own, and uh, he's a very very smart, successful person. Um, he said, listen, hire as few people as possible, just enough to get the job done. You don't want to take you don't want to be managing people when you want to be concentrating on your business. So I, I think that would really be the, and that. And we've really done that. Uh, we are a, and, and we are a very lean operation. I the other thing I would say, and that I've, I've said this since before, uh, when I was in the hiring capacity at my former employer, hire character, teach skills. If you hire the right character of a person, then you will be able to teach them what you need to teach them to do the job you want them to do or need them to do. Those are the I think those are both great pieces of advice. I, I completely agree with both of those. If you, you know, if you looked at my business, I've got, you know, three full-time employees and two of the three are actually 1099 contractors who I, who I work with on a, you know, on a full-time basis. So I completely agree with that. And then, you know, hire, uh, you know, hire the smart, capable, good character person and teach them the technical skills, man, that's never been truer than what I see in, uh, in people's sales teams, right? You get a, you get somebody who's a top producer who nobody can stand to be around and he's just destroying the culture of the firm and, you know, absolutely grating on people's nerves all day long. And you feel like you can't get rid of him or her because they're the top producer. That's a terrible spot to be in. That's like a success you can't stand. So I think I think you've given us great advice on on both of those on both of those counts. All right, Mark. So now I'm going to ask you to take a minute and think about three things that we should take away from our time together. What are the the three things you want people to remember from our time together? I'll give you a minute to think about it. And while you're thinking about it, I'm going to remind folks once again that we're brought to you by Sandrowski Corporate Advisors for over 35 years. Sandrowski has helped families of uh, affluence, high net worth families, and privately held businesses, they ha they've helped them with their accounting. So whether it's tax mitigation, tax planning, or business valuations, or if you want to set up a family office, you're a high net worth family, 
you've sold your business and you came into a lot of money and you want to create a separate entity that will evaluate investment opportunities for you. That's called a family office. Sundrowski can help you with that. They've written the book on it. They literally wrote a book on family office uh, services so they can help you set up your family office if you want. I want you to reach out to them today. 866-717-1607. 866-717-1607. Sundrowski Corporate Advisors is a CPA firm with a different perspective. Also remember, for free, you can have my Revenue Roadmap Guide, my business development plan. I want you to get it today. Go to RevenueRoadmapGuide.com, RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. Enter your contact info. You can download the business development plan that I use with my clients. You can customize it for your professional practice. Download it today, RevenueRoadmapGuide.com. We're talking with Mark Shore. He's an employee benefits consultant. The name of his company is Atlas Consulting Services. They're based in Jersey. If you want help with your benefits or you just got a question, and you want Mark to help you answer the question, call him at 908-228-2466. 908-228-2466. You heard the man himself say, hit 90% of you, he's going to get back to, to you within an hour. 95% of you, he's going to get back to you within three hours. And then 99% of you, he'll get back to you within a day. If you don't get a return call from Mark Shore, you better send the cops over there because something's going on. All right, Mark, what are the three things we should take away from our time together today? Yeah, sure. So um, the first thing I would say is, you know, for for everybody that's in a position to be using uh, or working with their broker, work collaboratively. Uh, If, if, you know, if if it's an employee-employer type of relationship, you're probably not getting their best work and they're probably not doing, uh, you know, you justice. So I would say work collaboratively with your brokers. Uh, Listen to them. They are the experts in the field. You know, you you would, um, while you probably don't mind uh, if you're an attorney being questioned by your clients about, you know, the strategy, they're going to have to rely on you for the best advice. Same same thing here, just uh, going the other way. Uh, Don't be afraid of of new ideas and uh, arrangements and solutions. All right, so you can reach out to Mark at 908-228-2466, 908-228-2466. Mark Shore, it was great having you on today. Thank you so much for enlightening us with your business advice and for taking us inside, giving us the inside BS on benefits. We really appreciate it. Alrighty, folks, that'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. If you like what you heard, leave us a comment. You can even leave us just a hey now down in the comments. Just say hey now, Dave. Hey now, Mark. Great show. We appreciate it. Your feedback helps us adjust. It helps us improve. It helps us grow. So leave us a comment down below. We will be back here tomorrow with another great interview. Until then, my name is Dave Lorenzo, and here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.